everybody. It's Monday, June 29th, and we're back with another episode of Chatting with Agnes and Cecilia. I'm one of your hosts, Cecilia Sup. I'm the principal and founder of Rogue Tulips. We do 501c consulting, association management, and distinctive projects. I'm here, as always, with my co-host, Agnes Amos Coleman, and one of our recurring guests, Aaron Costello, who's here to continue his government relations series for 2020. Let me throw it over to Agnes so she can say hello to everyone and introduce herself. Thank you, Cecilia. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to our global audience, wherever you're watching us from. My name is Agnes Amos Coleman. I'm an author and a consultant. Over to you, Cecilia. Thanks, Agnes. And again, we're here with Aaron Costello, who's one of our favorite guests and one of our regulars. And uh, Aaron, why don't you say hello and introduce yourself to the audience? Yeah, hi, thanks Cecilia, thanks Agnes for having me back. I'm Aaron Costello. I am a career nonprofit government relations professional. Over the years, I've worked for a number of different uh, associations and nonprofits on uh, advocacy and government relations issues. And, and as Cecilia alluded to, we've kind of done a series where we're talking about uh, uh, nonprofit government relations and advocacy, and we're gonna continue that discussion today. Great, thank you, Aaron. And today's topic, uh, COVID-19 and the impact on government relations. Uh, I, we all know COVID's out there. <clears throat> uh, it's kind of everywhere. It's influencing most of our day. It's influencing a lot of our thinking uh, and it has completely changed in many ways our approach to nonprofit management. So our topic for today is actually cutting through the noise of COVID-19 to see how we can promote these government relations topics and issues uh, that are still important. Uh, there are still important things going on in the world. Uh, yes, the virus uh, control is very important, but there's also other things going on in the world. And that's what we want to talk with Aaron about today. So Aaron, what, what do you think are some of the things that we need to take into consideration to try to get out information on other topics that are important as well. Yeah, so let me tell, tell the audience and, and let's talk a little bit about sort of what sparked this discussion. You know, I follow a number of different issues as, as policy issues related to government relations. And at a previous organization I worked for, we worked a lot on issues related to dams and flooding. And you know, back in May, uh, there was a uh, major dam failure in the state of Michigan that flooded a community there and caused about 10,000 people to evacuate their homes. And normally that's the kind of thing that would get a lot of attention, not only from the media, but from policymakers. And you'd normally see some follow-up discussion about uh, the you know funding of dams and how you deal with flooding issues and that kind of thing and obviously in the midst of of the COVID-19 uh, discussion and issues and media coverage and that's the focus that policymakers members of Congress state legislators everybody's focused on that and so it just got me thinking like boy it's a tough time to sort of get out there and talk about other issues um, and then you know we're going to focus on on COVID specifically but. We have other things going on as well with, you know, a presidential election coming up and, and the sort of uh, social unrest around racial issues going on right now. So there is a whole lot of things uh, that make it really challenging to get policymakers focused on, on your issues. Um, so that's what, what got us sort of talking about this or thinking about this a little bit. And 
um, you know, I think there's a couple things to, to broad things to think about. Number one, the timing is, is this really the right time to focus on some things? And we'll, we'll sort of get into that a little bit, but you know, maybe this isn't the best time to be focusing on some issues. Maybe you have to ride this out a little bit and, and adjust your, your goals and think, well, maybe we're, maybe 2021 is the time we start thinking about these things. And, and, you know, another thing is relevance is, you know, now you've got the world that's kind of changed economically, the economic impact of, of the pandemic and the whole thing about what does that do to your organization's policy positions, talking points, uh, data that you've used, you know, all these kind of things play into, you know, how you're going to have to adjust to sort of be part of the public policy discussion going forward. Um, and, and so those are two, you know, the timing and the relevance are two big picture items and we, we can sort of talk about some tactics or some other things to think about, but that's sort of what's been on my mind as far as the government relations piece. Well, and you know, they do say timing is everything. They being whoever says old cliche proverb type sayings. <laughs> so timing is everything. And actually that's a really good point. Like, you know, Aaron has brought up the, uh, example of infrastructure um, and there's other issues out there like Agnes had uh, said that you know there's like the issue of international adoptions is out there and that's not getting much attention right now either um, so those are two kind of big issues uh, so Erin when you're talking about timing you've mentioned maybe looking at 2021 can you give us an example of the kind of thing people might put off until 2021 well, I mean, I've, I've been sort of thinking about, you know, uh, some things about, let me, let me dive into a couple of points and, and talk a little bit to that directly. Um, you know, I think a lot of organizations that I've seen out there are really taking a look at how their industry or organization can be part of the solution. Um, and, you know, what sort of policy initiatives are, all, are they already working on that maybe can be part of the solution? And so you're seeing some groups that maybe are slightly uh, pivoting from what they normally work on to talk about those kind of things. Um, I also just have really, uh, you know, been hearing about folks that are working on reports or things that are going to be released in 2021 that they've been working on for years or a major sort of, here's a report that, um, you know, is going to talk about a particular issue over the last couple of years and roll that out. But now you have to think about is that data still relevant? You know, is there's been such a major change in the economy in the last few months that if you're using data from the last three or four years, um, you know, how do, how do you sort of frame that when you roll out the report fully, you have to fully acknowledge that, gee, this tax revenue in states and has, has really gone down during the pandemic and during the stay at home orders. And um, so you might be, you know, rolling out a report in 2021, but it may, you may have to really think about whether that data is really right for what you're, you're, you're talking about. So, um, you know, those are a couple other things that are out there. I mean, you know, you have to think about what, what is the fallout for our organization or industry of this pandemic and these, but the budget impacts and, and how are we part of the solution? I think is a big thing. Do, does your organization have some special expertise that can be shared that can be helpful during this time? Um, you know, that maybe not normally doesn't have a chance to be highlighted, but now you've got some, you know, you've got some expertise or things that you can talk about. Um, and it may not be because, hey, we're trying to pass a bill in a state. It may just be a good way to raise the profile of your organization. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of things out there I think you can do to, to, to try to still be proactive, but 
again, some of the timing things seems like a real challenge as, as we've talked about. Yeah. So, so what are your thoughts, Agnes? Might I just add that this is not just a US-centric issue. I think this is a global issue. A lot of global businesses and associations are grappling with some of the thoughts of what do we do now? How do we get our messaging across that's important to us as an organization? But you're yeah, recognizing that, you know, at the end of the day, COVID-19 is still the number one priority for a lot of people. And then trying to realign your business with, you know, how do you provide solution within the COVID-19 framework of what's going on? And not only providing solution, but how can you defer certain projects to the future? Because it's very real and realistic that certain strategic projects are not going to happen this year. And organizations are having to really think about, okay, maybe we can defer, we can realign projects and, and processes or infrastructure. And I think that that requires a lot of flexibility and being nimble as an organization or as an association to a lot of these issues that we're dealing with. Um, but COVID-19 is not going anywhere. It's here to stay at least for a couple of more years. Uh, but we as organizations and businesses and associations really need to start to look at how we're going to continue to do business because business has to continue. Life goes on. Right. And, and these are the conversations that associations and the global business are having. And that's what we need to be having in the uh, association community as well. That's a great point. And listening to both of you talk, I was just thinking, you know, rather than trying to cut through the COVID-19 noise, maybe you ought to write its coattails. So maybe you can relate your report or your project to COVID-19. Uh, so for example, Aaron used this great example of infrastructure. I mean, infrastructure still needs to be maintained and examined and updated. Um, why not share your data in light of COVID-19 and say, hey, there's less traffic right now. We can repair bridges more quickly and easily because traffic's not going to be as affected. Or we can replace roads and repair roads more quickly and easily because there's fewer cars on the road. And so also the roads will last longer because cars aren't driving on them as much as they used to. So uh, because one of the things about data is data is data. And it may mm -hmm. seem like it's not as relevant right now in the midst of a global virus pandemic. But on the other hand, that data is still solid data that needs to get out there and, and be shared with people. So Erin, what are some other tips? I mean, you've given us a lot of tips already, but uh, what are some other tips and examples? I mean, I'm kind of like, oh, give us more for free, Erin, come on. <laughs> well, you know, um, there, you know, I think one of the things just uh, sort of a very nuts and bolts thing on lobbying and government relations is to think about, you know, right now, uh, what legislative bodies are actually meeting is your city council meeting is your state legislature meeting we know that Congress is doing a lot of things, a lot of things uh, remotely um, for the first time in their history so how is that impacting relationships, you know, I'm hearing from lobbyists that well you can still stay in the loop via text message and, and things like that, but it's not quite the same as grabbing lunch, you know, two blocks across the street from the Capitol or whatever. So how are those relationships evolving and changing based in this, in this time period? And, um, you know, again, we talked, we touched on a little bit earlier, but this, the stay at home orders, how are they affecting your industry or your organization? Um, 
there's a lot of stories to be told out there, even success stories about what industries are doing um, in the current situation. And you see that a lot on, on television commercials, right, about restaurants, this is what we're doing. But I think there's a lot of things related to public policy that can be highlighted when you're talking uh, to lawmakers. Um, and then, you know, just another nuts and bolts thing is, that's related to what they're doing in person or what they're not doing in person is, you know, are they still having hearings? Are there still ways you can uh, reach out to folks? I mean, I know my state senator here um, in Virginia is doing virtual town hall meetings. Uh, there are still ways they want to be connected and hear from constituents because, again, you know, here in the U.S., they're running for re-election this year. So the, these, these connections with constituents and with groups that can share um, advocacy information with them, I think elected officials still want that. They still view that as part of their job. And, and so there are still opportunities, um, you know, and so there are, are some ways out there to stay relevant, to stay engaged. Um, but I also, you know, again, as we said at the beginning, I, I just feel it's important to be really sensitive to the timing right now and just know that maybe it's not the best time to, to push real hard on some of these. Maybe it is, you know, that's the thing. Those are the, the groups that are going to be successful are going to find those opportunities. Mm -hmm. um, but I also think you run the risk of if you push something too hard, you may sound like, well, wait a minute, you don't realize what else we're dealing with here. So um, it's an interesting time, but you know, uh, there's what you know the, these times always present opportunities though too mm -hmm. yes well and and that is what sun tzu said in the art of war <laughs> the success is from finding opportunities and That's there's right. a lot of opportunities even when things don't go the way you think they're going to go and uh, i think you've also made a good point aaron about not wanting to appear tone deaf you don't want to look like you're acting as if you're you know COVID 19 hasn't affected anyone or anything um and, and also, you know, you mentioned earlier, there is, has been social unrest, uh, I think not just in the United States, but I think in other countries around the world, because uh, this isn't affecting everybody in some way, shape, mm -hmm. or form. So, um, Agnes, we're already at, like, we only have a couple minutes left, like the two-minute warning, as they say, in American football, uh, which is not soccer. <laughs> so, um, Agnes, did you have any other uh, insights you'd like to share? Based on what we've all shared on this platform, it's the, the balance between uh, relevance and timing is going to be, you know, the skills that we as association professionals and uh, businesses in general are going to have to find the right balance. Uh, it's a skill that we're going to have to hone on and we're all learning, you know, this pandemic is all new to us. Um, we're all learning, we're all trying to evolve with it. Um, but those who evolve and they stay relevant are the ones that are going to stand the test of time. And those who refuse to evolve are going to end up uh, being forgotten. Uh, so I do see definitely, I've said this over and over before, there's, there is a silver lining in this pandemic that can either shift us uh, to success or can shift us back to um, to failure. So uh, it, I think we, we need to make those decisions as, as businesses, as organizations, as an individuals as well, because a lot of us struggle with this pandemic. Uh, we're going to have to make a choice. Is it going to make us or is it going to break us? But I think I can assure our global audience that if we choose and focus and not allow it to break us, I think we're going to come out strong and better. Mm 
Yes, that's great. That is great observation. Thank you, Agnes. And I, I have been uh, trying to keep my own chin up the last few days. So that's very helpful. Thank you. Erin, um, uh, would you like to share a closing thought and then how people can get in touch with you? Well, yeah, I mean, again, thanks for having me today. It's, it's an interesting time. Uh, I know that uh, we're all sort of uh, you know, feeling our own personal pain through all this too as well. But I mean, there's a lot of lessons to be learned out there. There's people that are going to um, right now writing a new playbook that we're all probably going to be looking back in a few years and say, wow, remember what that group or those people did during that critical time. So it's really kind of fascinating to keep your eyes open and see what people are doing that maybe are doing something groundbreaking that but we don't know yet. We, we haven't figured out yet that it's going to be groundbreaking. So I'm trying to keep my eyes open and read and learn about what's happening right now because these are going to be the lessons that we apply in the future. Um, and the way to the best way to reach out to me is, is via LinkedIn, just Aaron Costello. And, and also my email address is acostello07 at gmail.com. But thank you again for, for having me today. That's great. Well, thanks for coming thanks, back. We, we appreciate it. And I want to thank Agnes, uh, as always, for sh being my co-host and sharing her insights. So we have to go rogue for now, but we'll be back uh, next week with another episode of Agnes and Cecilia. Um, actually, though, um, I just misspoke. We are actually taking Monday, July 6th off because of the Independence Day holiday weekend. Sorry, guys. But we will be back in July. We're actually doing uh, a theme, freedom theme, inspired by Independence Day here in the United States. July 4th is our Independence Day. Uh, so we'll be doing a freedom uh, series, uh, like freedom from preconceptions, freedom to move, uh, and it's going to be a great series next month. So please join us for that. So uh, on behalf of Aaron and Agnes and myself, thank you for watching. If you'd like to learn more about Rogue Tulips, please visit www.roguetulips.com. We also have a LinkedIn page and a Facebook page. And uh, I do encourage you to get in touch with Aaron. Uh, he is a great government relations expert and a longtime friend and colleague of mine. And so I can attest to that. So until next time, folks, thanks for joining us. And we'll be back. Bye. Bye.